What's up, everybody? It's Emery Hunt, the czar of the playbook with football game plan here to talk to you about Isogenics. Isogenics is nutritional cleansing, which is a lifestyle upgrade. It's an easy to follow system that burns fat, supports body systems and promotes lean muscle growth. The solutions it provides are weight, wellness, performance, energy and health aging opportunities. Start now and transform your life by reaching out to health and prosperity coach Jim Paterno at jenrachelle at gmail.com. That's J-E-N-R-A-C-H-E-L-L-E at gmail.com. Or shoot her a text at 862-220-6611. She's also on Twitter at Coach. That's I-S-A-J-E-N-I-X coach. Isogenics, solutions to transform lives. And welcome back to another edition of the Scout Team Podcast. I'm Emery Hunt, the czar of the playbook. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter at FBall Game Plan. And also check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is the YouTube, I mean, sorry, the Football Game Plan Network located at youtube.com slash football game plan. And always, if you're listening to this show on iTunes, as you should, leave us a five star rating and keeping with our 2018 nfl draft prospect interviews today we're bringing on naheem hines of north carolina state naheem i appreciate you taking time man thank you for having me on i really appreciate you having me on the show listen you you are prolific high school running back man like i remember seeing your name come across my my desk a couple times when you were in high school you, you as a rusher you know you ran for a zillion yards and so re- receiving at the collegiate level probably you know, wasn't in the cards, uh, but how did that whole process come about where you went to NC State or people were recruiting you to play that position? Um, Well, it depends on the school. Like Clemson, South Carolina, they had, me as, they had me as a receiver. Like even now, some NFL teams have me as a receiver. And I got to a receiver at NC State was simple. Uh, it's, I had to wait my turn. There was great running backs there, Shadrach Thornton, Matt Days. We had good running backs that we brought in. And uh, I kind of knew if I committed to State, I knew they would ask me to play receiver. So uh, I was ready for that, and I thought it would help me in my career and my future. So I was really excited to play uh, receiver and uh, learn about the position because I know I might have to play it one day. Well, it's interesting because you got it on the field as a freshman. Did you – what work went into your high school – after your high school senior season uh, during that, you know, that off period between, you know, end of high school, starting up uh, summer camp to fall camp? What work did you put in to be ready to play that new position? Well, I just ran routes. I mean, in high school, even though I ran for that many yards, I had eight or 900 yards receiving my junior year. So I ran routes. And uh, I worked out back at the high school uh, in Raleigh, in the, well, in Garner. And I just uh, worked on the routes. And even when I first got the playbook on signing day, the running back coach that recruited me, Coach Kitchings, he uh, told me to learn the receiver route. So he kind of handed it to me on signing day that I would probably be playing receiver. So the first thing I ever learned was receiving routes. So I made sure I learned the uh, routes in the class in the classroom and in the film room and saw some of the routes. I went on the field and made sure I could run the routes and made sure I could execute those. And then you moved back to running back as a junior. And I play running back in college. I already know what that entails as far as like having no blocking schemes and, yes. and, yeah, <laughs> and all that, you know, stuff like that. What adjustments you had to make then to fully make that transition this year to play that position full time? 
Well, uh, first off, I mean, a receiver I learned coverages, and our coach McDonald did a great job of teaching coverages, but that running back, the first thing I do was learn fronts. My freshman year, we had all the running backs get hurt, and I had to play running back the last two or three games. I didn't know any fronts, so I'd have, I'd have a problem describing the fronts to Coach Kitchings when uh, I needed to tell him a front. So uh, the biggest thing for me is I had to learn the defense. I had to know the difference between over, under, uh, three, four fronts, and I had to learn um, a lot about the game that I think will – Help me at the next level. I had to learn the blocking schemes because even at the combine, we had to learn blocking schemes to every front. So uh, I had to learn the IQ part of it. Uh, uh, physically on the field, it was – I've been playing running back my whole life. But, you know, at the college level, just learning schemes and defense is the hardest thing. And I being able to ID a defense. Bro, I, I tell you straight up and down, in, in high school, you know, we had maybe like nine to ten plays, right? Right, and exactly. It was, it was simple, like 34 dive, three back, four hole, go get a right. touchdown, Right. Right. In college, we had this. We were ran, we we were running uh, outside zone, and right. our inside outside zone, and so it was like fifteen zone. And so I'm already thinking like, okay, one back, five hole. And exactly. Then, yep. Yeah, coach was trying to explain it to me, and I'm like, wait, so you mean the three or the one may be open? I, I wasn't understanding it. Then when they yep. drew up the play, you know, they give you a playbook. You have like that play against fifteen different fronts. I'm like, man, there's more defenses than that's four what happened defenses. to me. <laughs> Literally what happened to me, I saw how we blocking all these fronts. I was like, oh, my Lord. <laughs> then in high school, uh, I didn't run zone. My first time running zone was really this year. I mean, at NC State, I played running back every spring. But when I had to go into game and I've never ran zone, because in high school, we ran the I. So, you know, it was like 28 sweep, 26 power. So, like, this is my first year really running zone. So, I did a lot of adjustments to it because in zone, you know, you have to be patient sometimes. And the eye formation, when you're running power and gap scheme, you can see the hole and take it. Well, in zone, didn't work like that. I remember uh, missing a lot of the cuts in practice, things like that, because I wasn't patient enough. I'm so glad you brought that up, dude, because that's exactly what I went through. I could not, <laughs> for the life of me, coach was like, wait a minute, just be patient. And, you know, your whole life you've been taught, hit the hole, hit the hole, hit the hole. Exactly. You know, yes. so it's, I know you're. I I know what that pain feels like to, to have to learn patience. I was like, man, that's something that's that the outside zone. Like that's our number one place. So I know everything you're talking about when they say 24 and 14 and 15. It's really interesting that you said that. I thought I was the only person who was going through that. No, it's but see, here's the thing with outside zone. That see, this is where me and you defer. Is that I couldn't wait to plant my foot and get upfield because oh, yes. I didn't well, have the speed. You know what I'm saying? I, I love when it's a press and cut read when they watch everybody push everybody out and there's like a leg, like a big crease. Oh, I love it. Yeah, see, that's when you get to hit that home run. You know what I'm saying? And uh, for me, I was wanting to get my uh, shoulder pad square and get downhill as quick as possible. Um, and I just, I, I'm so glad you brought that up. I, I, I thought I was the only one that was having issues as far as understanding, you know, going from power and gap to, to zone, especially as a freshman, it, it, it was really confusing, but once you get it, you realize, man, this is a, a very good scheme to run in. Yeah. I love, like I love zone cause zone is, is the zone. You can pick a hole. So it's kind of like, even with our coach, he's really understanding. If you tell him what you saw and you go with the read, he tells us to make a read. He'll tell us where he thinks he's going to hit, but he tells you, you make the read and, uh, you ride with it and make a decision. And you tell him what you're thinking. Normally, he doesn't, our coach never really told us what hole to run in. He told us to trust what we see and trust our technique. And uh, that's why I loved it so much because it was zone. So you kind of had sometimes they block it right. You could have two or three places to run. So it's just really just finding the right one and the weakness in the front. See, and, and people, you, your coach telling you trust what you see, right? And so right. you at, you know, your height and weight are able to run inside in between the tackles. And we always say over here that, you know, size is not a skill. 
So if you're if you're good enough, you're big enough. When when you when you see people look at look at your game and say, okay, well, maybe we could only use him outside or in space. Right. How much of a myth is that? Don't you don't you find that it's easier for you to run downhill as opposed to trying to get outside where all the speed is? Exactly. I mean, most teams know I'm fast, so they play me outside. So I mean, I I had to like even I've got to learn how to run in between tackles, and I've never been a soft person. I feel I feel like I'm I run physical in between tackles just like any other running back. And then a lot of people call me undersized. I don't think I'm that undersized. I mean, some of the greatest running backs of all time were my size: Barry Sanders, Emmitt Smith. None of those guys were much bigger than me. So I mean, I think it's really a myth. But I like to make it attract me if I can. But let's face it: when you're fast, people account for it and. Nobody's letting anybody get on the edge in today's game. There's too many speedy and athletic guys out there to let anybody get on the edge in today's game. Yeah, I ain't learned much in physics, but I do know that you know the greatest distance between the fastest distance between point A and point B is, is straight ahead, and that exactly. if they moving that fast, it's gonna be hard to stop. You know what I'm saying? So right, exactly. So you got power, especially in between the tackles. I just try to run in there full speed and as fast as I can. Normally, I mean, I don't think I get hit a lot where I actually go back. So no, I'm running fast enough where I hit somebody off all forward. Is all about leverage, man. And speaking of your speed, you know, track athlete, and we know how much work goes into a football week and, and being a student athlete. And, you know, once you hit spring practice, you kind of like Cadillac a little bit. But for you, <laughs> right. it kicks up. You know what right, yeah. So how were you able to, to manage being a track athlete uh, at NC State while also juggling your studies and also playing football, dude? I mean, come on. You, you did two <laughs> things in college. Well, uh, I was blessed to have a great staff, uh, Coach Thunder and uh, Coach Doran. And all the coaches, my football coaches, they let me go run track. And uh, a lot of coaches don't allow that. So I really want to thank them because they really made it possible. And then for me, I mean, it's something I've been doing kind of my whole life, just doing two sports. So I uh, really just had to focus. Track was normally harder than football season because track, all our like all our meets, I'd be leaving Wednesday and Thursday. So like I took all my hard classes during football season. So the hardest thing for me was just uh, missing the class time and finding the class schedule. And uh, being in accounting was really hard during track season. So struggled with that. But um, I think it was really just my staff. The staff did a really great job of making sure I wasn't burnt out. I came back to football. They give me a little bit of time off and make sure I was ready to go for the football season. I think that really is just a testament to our staff and how great we're doing things over at NC State. Yeah, and also a testament to how dedicated you are of your craft, both in and out the classroom. Um, because, you know, you, you've seen it, how – Tough it can be during the season when you're tired, especially later in the season. And when injuries start to kick in and you're sore, you you have those early classes. And to be able to juggle two sports at a higher level, at a at a higher level of a university, um, and be a great athlete and great performer in both speaks to your dedication and your work ethic. When you look at your game on film, uh, you know, one of the toughest things to do is critique your own game, right? Because if you ask a football right. player wh wh how where you, you know, can grow a little bit more, it's like, man, I'm nice. What are you talking about? You know, so, but, right. but where can you find a little bit more growth in your game as you move forward? Oh, I think I do a lot of things well, just uh, pass protection. It's not really um, – for me, it's not the willingness. Like, I, I want to go out there. I'm out there trying to be physical. I don't want anybody crossing and beating me. But uh, in the eye, like, even in high school, I didn't really pass block. We did waggle, which is a rollout pass. So I cut off the backside. Then everything for us was predicated off of the sweet fake. So, uh, with me, just pass pro. I mean, it's not willingness. It's just like a technique. This is my first real year like pass blocking. I think this year for my first real year of pass blocking, I think I stuck my head in there and did really well. But I think that's something that I can improve on, and I work on it uh, as much as I possibly can and even watch film to see how I could uh, do things better. Because me, normally just my hands is not being in the right place. Here's the thing, too. 
because I find myself getting into a lot of Twitter debates with, with, with folks on this, right? Because everyone right. says they want the running back to block. And I'm like, all right, cool. I get that. I, I, I totally understand. Right. But we're not guards. You know what I'm saying? We're not exactly. tackles. And, and the most important thing a running back is worried about is knowing who to block, number one. Right. And two, not getting trucked. Because exactly. If, <laughs> that's, you know, man. I'm 5'9". Like 198. So, you know, people are going there just trying to knock my head off. <laughs> right. And it looks worse when you get trucked at 5'9, 198 than it is yeah. if you 6'2, 240, right? Exactly. So, I want you to go a little bit more in depth in explaining that philosophy of it's really all about technique if you are running back in pass pro, also knowing who to block as opposed to missing an assignment completely. That is true. So, like with the running back, uh, with our protection, we have one, two, three. So, it could be the Mike Will. And then we always look corner to safety. But then sometimes you have to look back for, like, if they bring another blitzer because if with the slides to the right, they obviously pick up the first person. But then if there's a second blitzer, you have to scan all the way back to find that. So the hardest thing with running back first is IDing who's coming. And a lot of times you can tell that from the safety tilt or which way the safety rotates. And then the extra blitzer, you just have to know that from film. And I think really the biggest thing in running back is the, you always got to strike with your hands. Sometimes people cock their hands back to uh, block him, and while you're cocking your hands, like he's running into your body. So really, it's just you delivering the first hit. If you can stick your hands and head or hands or head or cut him first, normally you can stop him because if you stop the momentum, it's uh, normally a good – it's normally good in your favor. I mean, the hardest thing with running back is the fact that you're standing still and there's a guy probably bigger than you who's 240 or those linebackers are freaks nowadays. You're standing still and he's running full speed and you're asked to stop him and protect the quarterback. That's the hardest part about it which people don't understand about running back and pass blocking. And he sees the target. Like, you don't know what a quarterback is. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's the hardest part, man. And, but but being able to do two things, you know, uh, playing wide receiver, playing running back, doing whatever the coaches ask you, being a great returnman, also running track and, and coming back and being an excellent football player shows you have a, a true love for the game of football. What is it about the game that you love the most? I mean, I just love it. Uh, it's <laughs> I mean, I don't even know how to describe how I love football. It's something I love. Like, I actually will live it. Like, I, even now, like, when I play Madden, mm-hmm. I play Madden and I'm reading coverage just trying to help me at the next level. I mean, football is just something I grew up around. My mom loves it. Dad loves it. I always watched football growing up. Dad had a chance to play pro. And uh, even my sister loves football. And my parents, I think that's the first ball I ever touched. Like, they threw me footballs and my uncle and my sister. My sister used to play football, football out with me in the yard when she was faster and bigger than me. So, I mean – it's just something I always grew up with, and I don't know what I would do if I didn't have it in my life. Now, I've been I've been reading a lot of uh, Twitter, right? I, and I'm not confirming nor denying it, but I heard your sister may be faster than you. <laughs> I'm a smart man, so I'm going to go with she's faster. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, she's fast, and she definitely was faster than me until the age of, like, 11 or 12. Like, I always used to – I'd win a track meet in the 100-meter dash and lose to my sister. So, it's been interesting. She's actually at state running track still, so I'm loving her. I'll tell you a quick story, man, how my mouth got me in trouble in college. We were um, <laughs> we were in we were in the cafeteria and, you know, we had this one girl who was phenomenal. A track athlete was like tearing up the conference. I played at University of Louisiana. So she was tearing up the conference. Right. She went to the LSU relays and, and won that, too. So we're in the cafeteria. She, yeah, she was a real <laughs> deal. And she came in and everybody was like, oh, man, look at so and so with the with the medals on you. you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, she she's fast, but she's girl fast. And so what I said that. You know, she came over, sat down. She was like, what you mean? I was like, well, you know, you fast, but you fast for a girl. 
And um, and I, <laughs> I said, girl speed different than guy speed. Ain't no totally tongue in cheek, just messing with her. But then you got the one dude at the table that's like, oh, you. I'm like, oh yeah, man. So now our crowd comes around and it's like, well, won't you go race? I'm like, I don't mind racing. Like you know, so not really wanting to race because I knew in the back of my mind there was a chance she may beat me. So I was <laughs> like, all right, cool, let's go run the 200 then. So I was like, all right, fine. I ran oh, 200 no. in high school. I'm thinking like, all right, I'm gonna beat. Oh, I'm gonna win the first hundred. And pride gonna carry me the rest of the way, right? Oh no, you've been playing football and lifting. You can't do that. No, that's I, I cannot do that. Right. I didn't see I wasn't thinking. I thought she <laughs> wasn't gonna go through with it. So now we get to the track and and so boom, I fly out the gates, right? Mm-hmm. And all I hear is the pitter pat of pat, pat, pat. I'm like, oh, I know that's not her behind me. Dude, she walked me and then beat me <laughs> by like seven meters. I'm Uh-oh. like, geez. It's so, you know, I had to lift it up. But that's why I'm like, yo, I'm never going to talk trash unless I yeah. know for a fact I can win. That's the hard <laughs> thing about football because uh, that's I started running the 200 this year. And I ran 200, two 200 since high school. And the first 200, I realized all the weights I had been lifting. Because, boy, <laughs> the last the last 70 meters, I felt so heavy. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, if you're going to race a fast girl like that, you got to get her in 40 because normally you can just beat her in power, beat her with power, hopefully. After that, you just relying on uh, physics not to let you down. <laughs> exactly. It didn't help too that she was like six feet tall, right? So, oh you know, man, she, and I'm I'm your height. Too. Yeah, she was she was dude. It was it was a joke how bad she walked me down. So you know <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. But I mean, listen, man, we could talk all day about football track. I, I just really enjoy a guy that's out there doing what he wants to do on the football field and being real good at it and having a great attitude. When you get to the pro level. Um, you know, it's always about reaching back and having a hand up and helping the next guy. What's something that's right. big for you as far as a foundation you would want to start or or a cause you would like to to attach yourself to once you get to the pro level and help the next guy up? Oh uh, well, a foundation. I mean, with a foundation, my mother's sick. She has muscular dystrophy. My grandmother died from it, so that's something I'd probably uh look back into, and I'd uh, definitely try to start a foundation for that. At least just donate money to it, cause uh. I have family members and a lot of people in my family who are affected by it. So that's something that's really near and dear to my heart. And then, um, I mean, there's another thing that's near and dear to my heart. But uh, uh, with track, there's kids every year who make nationals who don't have the money to go. So I hope I can start maybe a charity with that and help uh, those kids make the nationals because nationals is a big thing. And uh, you get a check every – you can get a check from, like, USATF. They can help you, like, if you're on the right organization. But there's kids who, like, aren't as fortunate as I was to have parents who could – uh afford that and uh, i would like to somehow help kids a lot of kids with that there's kids in raleigh north there's kids in north carolina who make it every year who don't have the money so i'd love to help with that also if i could man that's awesome dude i'm, I'm glad you're thinking you know 40 years down the line because that's what it's in, that's what it's all about leaving that impact and you know with your talents and your skill set and the way you think you know that right there is going to take you way further than than anything that you do on a football field so you know naheem this has been fun Dude, where where can people follow you on Twitter or on Instagram to help? Well, to you know, follow your journey as you make it to to the NFL. Um, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the nine nine seven. It's D and then N Y N Y seven. There you go. All right, nice, nice and you know, hip. It ain't too bad. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. I give I give you props on that one. I ain't gonna tell you what my first Hotmail email account was. So, oh, okay. no, exactly no. right. This back when the internet just was starting to pop off. So, <laughs> I mean, but Naheem, listen, man, I, I'm a big fan of your game. I wish you the best luck moving forward and and good luck the rest of this month and also as we approach the NFL draft.
thank you so much for having me. Uh, hopefully, I will get to talk to you again. Absolutely.